In the Heidegger said of Ed in this week's parsha, it relates with great elaboration. It tells us the whole story with all the details. The Yaakov Avinu Zainik that Yaakov Avinu, when he was in the house of Lavan, it was very much involved with sheep, with raising uh, sheep. Size and Avada does the Yvan al First of all, his job there that he did for his father in law for Lovin was that he was the shepherd of a sheep. And also the reward, the payment that he got for doing the work. In the end, what he gave him, what he paid him was that he gave him sheep. He was paid from sheep. So that his main holdings, his main assets were sheep. That was what made him rich. That's what he became wealthy from. As the Pasuk says, and the man, meaning Yaakov, flourished greatly and even more greatly. And he had much, many sheep. Because he had so much sheep. He also that he turned that into he parlayed that into other holdings shvaches um, maidservants vavodim and slaves ugmalim and camels vachamirim and, and donkeys so he sold his sheep and he bought these as Rashi tells us as Rashi is mafarish meichet zayim bedomim yikarmi would sell his sheep for at great prices the lekeach loikol ela and he was able to buy all those other holdings. Still, even though his main uh, work and preoccupation was with sheep, we still we do see, however, as in Parsha Vayishlach, that in Vayishlach, by the Shlichus from Yaakov to Esav, when uh, Yaakov sent a message to Esav, over there, the order that Yaakov sent a message to Esav about how wealthy he became and what he has. He said it in a different order. He said, li and I have oxen and donkeys, tzayin, sheep, flocks, the evad, the shivcha, and slaves, and maidservants, the and so on. Tzayin noch shervachamayr. So over here he lists his sheep after listing donkeys and, uh, and uh, oxen. And doesn't list over there the sheep as the main asset. It's only third in the list of assets that he mentions. Especially as it's not as was mentioned earlier, <coughs> even after Yaakov left Lovin's house. He was running a um, when the Pasik that tells Yaakov is on Lovin from Lovinen. The where the Pasik tells us as Yaakov was escaping from Lovin's house. Over there it says, It says, And he led, first it mentions all of his flocks. And then after that it says, And all the rest of his holdings. The things which he had purchased with the money that he got for selling his flocks. So all, even there, shortly before the message that he sent to Esau, it also mentions the flocks first. So the question is, in other words, why does it mention the sheep only as a third asset when he reports to Esau? 
Beis. Yeder inyan in Torah. Every matter in Torah is a hira nitzchuf ayedin idin b'chol makom b'chol zman is a lesson, an eternal lesson for every Jew wherever he may be or whatever period of history he may be. Or b'frat emaisa of us, especially those sto- stories which are told to us about the patriarchs. Which the Torah relates. Certainly, a story that takes up an, almost an entire sedra talking about the sheep of Yaakov. Certainly, the Maisa Oves, the stories of, the, of our patriarchs, are a lesson, a sign for all Yidden, for the children, which means the Yidden. So it's an Asinus Kayach, so the Avaida from the Bonim. This is a not only a message but also giving us the ability to be able to live up to that kind of Aveda, B'nai Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, to all of the children who are the children of Avram Yitzchak Yaakov, meaning all Yid. The fun is verstandig. So from this we understand as the protemanal there are all these details when Yaakov's fenemesich mitzayin and Yaakov's preoccupation with sheep is number one as dafke de tzayin hat gebracht and v'yifetz ha'ishma oid ma'id that it was, was specific, it was specifically sheep which caused Yaakov to flourish gl- greatly and even more greatly. Number two, on the other hand, even though the sheep were the main asset that he had, still he was able to trade in a tail from sein tzayin, part of his sheep, he was able to trade in for shvachas, vavodim, gmalim, v'chamayrim, for all the other assets that he had, slaves and and camels and donkeys and so on. And number three, in sein schlichus Eisav that the in his message that he sent to Esav, he he mentioned sheep only after So all of these three elements can be found in the Aveda of every yid that every yid has to do. And of course, what is that? Gimel. That medas fashteim b'hagdim was to state the medish. We'll understand this by first explaining what it says in the medish vegin the fabun zvishen idin mit neibishten about the connection, the attachment that there is between a yid and Hashem. One pasuk says, "Who who li la'av ani loy leben," or the medish says, "I he is to me like a father; I am to him like a son." Who li laroya? I am to he is to me like a shepherd. Ani loy lutzayin, and I am to him like his sheep. Is you do it a shailin them? So we know the question about this. Since we've already mentioned that the yidden are like a son to Hashem, like a child to Hashem. So then, what is there to add to that? And especially what you're going to add that we are like sheep to a shepherd. Does that really come after a son to a father? If we've already mentioned that the yidden are like a child to a father. Why go on to talk about us being like shep- like a sheep to a shepherd? What kind of comparison could you have to the love that exists between a shepherd and a sheep in comparison to the love between a father and a child? So why mention the love between the shepherd and the sheep? state of them the beer so the explanation of this is written as, as follows as he and his sentence that that's what it means in fact that's what it means the fact that we qualify Yidin as children of Hashem 
weist, as they said in Amatzius, the Mabishans, that shows that they are what their value is to their father, to Hashem. On AFLP, as the Fabun from an Hashem and the Mabishan is Nishvia Ben Lomata, thus Niyam Mahus Bifneatwain, even though. It's true that an ashama, the connection between an ashama and Hashem is not to be compared in a certain sense to a, a child and a parent, which in the end, when the child is born, becomes separated from the parent. is a step different entity from the parent. Nor the neshama is kulachad mit and that's not true about the neshama and Hashem. Because the neshama and Hashem remain one and the same and connected, not as two separate entities. And is not separated from Hashem at all. Is the but still, even though that's true, but when you identify the connection as a child with the, with a parent, so that in some way indicates that it, we're talking about two separate entities. the child is not the father. In other words, that the Yid is a separate entity from Hashem. And that the, uh, the, the uh, existence, the personality, who the child is, ha- is important to Hashem. It is something of value to the Father, to Hashem. And that can only be said for the the um, godly involvement with the world, the part of Hashem which is involved in the world, in the workings of the world, or what's called the Shtalshulus. Because that is the source of all created beings, that part of Hashem, which it gets involved in the creation. On the far side is the Dor and that's why when there is a part of Hashem which takes an interest and is getting involved in creating the world, so there the different creations, especially the crown of creation, which is the Jewish people, are of a, a supreme importance to that part of Hashem. But when we talk about that part of Hashem which transcends creation, in regards to that level, it's written, Gam ben He has no son, he has no brother, nothing is of, uh, there is no relationships. You can't say that there is anything that exists other than Hashem Himself. Only within the context of creation, the way Hashem relates to creation, could you say that there are created beings and therefore He sees their qualities, but anything above, outside of Shalshalus, there is only one existence. So to Hashem, in that level, there is no difference between a yid and a sheep. That sheep, even when a when a when a shepherd is involved with a sheep, you're not going to say that there there is some sort of correlation between the two. And that he sees the qualities of the sheep and therefore sees them as somehow uh, relatable to him. Or So therefore when we talk about the, uh, when, when our relationship is described as sheep to Hashem, what it means is that we're relating to that part of Hashem in which 
there is no comparison between him and the uh, and the sheep. What that means is we're so far distant from him that he can't even see the qualities because as a shepherd doesn't see the qualities of a sheep and doesn't in any way identify with them so also Hashem doesn't we're talking about a level of Hashem where he doesn't identify with creation and therefore not with the Yidin either but on the other hand is that in itself shows the great quality the great level of the Yidin as der that even in that level of godliness, where the whole creation means nothing to him, Gam Ben as expressed by the words, he has no children, he has no brothers, nothing is of importance. Even there, somehow the Yidin play a special role in Hashem's existence. The Yidin are dear to him, are special to him, even in a place where there is nothing that is special to him. Somehow the Yidin f- find favor with him. Now the is but what it means is, why are we dear to Hashem? Not because of the great qualities that we possess. Nor faket, but the contrary, the reason we're dear to him is because we are so completely subservient to him. That's what makes us special to him. Not because we have qualities, but because we don't emphasize our qualities, because we know that we're completely bottled to him. And it's this relationship, the fact that we are completely subservient to him, which makes, which creates the ability for Hashem to relate to us. He relates to the bitl that we have, not to the qualities that we have. As the Pasuk says, um, the, the elevated and the holy I dwell amongst them, and with the very humble. So Hashem, He dwells removed, in a removed way like Marim, up there, removed, Kaddish means separated, but with the humble, that's where he dwells, that's where he comes down. And also this idea, the the great subservience, is Merumas in the fact that the Yidin are compared to sheep. Because as we see, as you can see, if you know sheep, you know as in sign is that sheep have this subservience. They're not the leaders, they are the followers. more than other animals. So the identifying hidden as sheep emphasizes that it's all about bitl, that it's all about their subservience to Hashem. These two uh, descriptions of Yidin, which are ben, a, ch- a son, or unzayin, or sheep, they allude to two different types of aveda that a person has. Bechinas ben is the aveda from limina taira. A son means that a Yid learns taira, vas ikra is the avana vasagashu v'mayach, which taira is primarily the, the fact that we have to try to understand and relate to taira through our minds. In that kind of relationship, your mind means 
is focus is focusing on your qualities, your ability to understand. And then Taita Dozavashtan, he relates to Taita through understanding it. When Alpha PS Kadeya but although it's true that in order to be able to relate to Taita properly, not just to understand, but to get to the truth of the matter, which is the wisdom of Hashem himself. Of course, our approach to Torah is that we approach Torah with Bittel, that we, have, we, we submit to the wisdom of Torah, not that we try to impose our wisdom on the Torah. It's only through feeling like dust that I feel like a dust, meaning a complete submission. Only through that as the Pasuk ends, open my heart to the Torah. The way that a yid can open, a yid's heart can be opened to the Torah, which means, not to the intellectual pursuit of Torah, but to be able to understand what the Torah really wants, and what the truth of Torah is, is only through Bittl. Is das nor, plus the Bittl is a Torah. That only means that our approach has to be on the foundation of Bittl. That we submit to the Torah, the wisdom of the Torah, and it will dictate to us its wisdom. But the limit of Torah gufa, but the exercise of learning Torah is the chnishmid bittel nor fakert, isn't practiced through submission. Say the words, and that's enough. Not at all. To the contrary, mit you have to bring your intellect to bear. You have to use your intellect in order to be able to understand it. That's how we actually study the Torah. So Torah Ben, which means the study of Torah, emphasizes that there is qualities to the person. That's what's in the focus. Tzoyin, on the other hand, when we identify a yid as she vaist oivda avayda from birurim, that indicates the avayda of a yid in elevating and refining the world around us. Tzoyin is fulnoshin yitzia, reizgen. The word tzoyin is similar in its wording in Hebrew, to the word Yitzhiya going out, from the Dalad which means to leave the arena of study of Torah, and to get out there into the world, and to be busy with elevating and refining the world, to make that also into a dwelling place for Hashem. And it's only this kind, it's more specifically this kind of Aida which brings out the true nature of the submission that a Yid has to Hashem, the Yitzia. is going out of, as the word Sain means, go out of what is who what I am, what are my interests, what are my qualities. We leave that and we go and we do what needs to be done in the world around us. Because going out there and fixing the world is not an Aveda that you do in order to enhance yourself. To make yourself into a more perfect person or to rise up in your own life. That's not why you fix the world around you. Maybe Taira could be described as that, that makes you into a more refined person and so on. But working with the world is to the contrary, because to the contrary, because just the fact that we have to go out there and deal with the world around us, that in itself is already 
a demotion of the of the qualities, the spiritual qualities that Yid could reach. And Darf Mafsig Zayin from Limanatayr has to interrupt the study of Torah. When we, when a yid is busy learning a Torah, he invests his more refined abilities, his intellect, and so on. And then gets busy with doing things. The world of doing is not really so much the human achievement. Thinking is the human achievement. So why then does a yid do it if it brings him down from his otherwise higher level? It's because this is to fulfill the will of Hashem. To make for Hashem a place in this world. So that sign means the avoda of going out there to do work around in the outside world. Ben talks about the avoda of studying Torah and similar things. Hey, the mid So now we can understand the keshev saychas from inyone atzayin to avedos shul yagav beveis lavan. Why tzayin? Why sheep played such a big role in the avedah of Yaakov in the house of lavan? The chiluk tzush avedos Yaakov in the mizman vegen volcha es retzich in parsha toildus. The difference in the type of avedah that Yaakov was involved in, as discussed, as uh, told, and the part of Yaakov's life which is discussed in the parsha Toldus, meaning back home by his father. And the Aveda, as it's uh, discussed in parsha Vayetze, very different types of Aveda. In parsha Toldus, that's when the side was Aveda. Yaakov is given ben. In Parsha tells us it talks about the type of Aveda that Yaakov did, which could be con- considered or described as a son to Hashem. The Yaakov Yishtam The Pasuk describes Yaakov as a sincere person that was, you know, he was a bookworm sitting in the, in the tents and studying Torah. As, as it's explained, what are these tents that he was sitting in? the tent of shame and the tent of Aver, which was the yeshiva at that time. When Oich B'Seif said, and also towards the end of the Seder, was Ved Tzeld as Yaakov had gemust and tleifen for Beis Aviv, where it already tells that Yaakov had to escape from his father's house, and run away from his father's house to get out of the way of Esau. Is a nisht avek from all He still did not leave the tents of Torah. Now, other Rabbah, but to the contrary, nitmen b'Beis Aver Yudalat he went and he hid away, so to speak, in the house of Eva for 14 years, where he studied Torah. So that's the life of Yaakov in the Parsha Toilus. In Parsha Vayetze, then when it comes to Vayetze, but that's a Yaakov. Over there it talks about when Yaakov left. The name of the said is he left, he went out. It is a rois from the Daladamashal Torah. He had to leave from the, the what's called the four cubits of Torah, the uh, environment of Torah. When his ongi kumet kein and he got to Choron, that's where he ended up. Choron was the worst place in the world at that time, the place that engendered anger from Hashem. In base Lavan Adam, he ended up in the house of Laman, who Elavan, who was a schemer, and you couldn't trust him. Over there he worked as the shepherd of Lovan's 
um, sheep, also in the literal sense, um, but it was that he was working, as we described, he was working to elevate the world around him rather than busy with learning Torah. And as he describes it himself, Yaakov himself says, I worked with all my energy, with all my effort, I put everything I had into it. And this was, we even use these words to teach how a, an employee has to work for his employer. In other words, that the, this was how Yaakov was very dedicated to the work. And it was specifically this kind of that notwithstanding the great concealment of godliness that existed in the house of Lovan, is Yaakov Nishnus Paul Givorin. Yaakov wasn't phased by any of this. And even though I was living with Lovan, the, the evil man, I still managed to keep all the Tayag mitzvahs. The word Garti is the same numerical value, it's the same letters as Taryag. That's where he raised his family, that's where he had his family, that's where he raised his family. The, the, the Shvatim, which are God's children, in a way that all of them were Tzadikim. And it was this kind of Avedah which brought out the true submission of Yaakov to Hashem. One could say, this is the Tam Pnimi, was the Iker from the Rechush, was Yaakov had verdient, and mitgenommen from base love, and is given to Dafke. And perhaps this is the reason, at least the inner reason, why the main. Um, assets of Yaakov that he, that he earned and that he took with him from the house of Laban was sheep specifically because sheep expresses the true heights that Yaakov was able to reach while he was in the house of Laban because all that is brought about through true bittel not that I'm trying to grow in my own Personality, but that I'm doing that which Hashem needs me to do. To do. And that's also the meaning of the words in the Pasuk, and he flourished. The Yifrit means he broke out. He flourished means he grew exponentially. From Loshem paid it together, which comes from the word, he broke through all barriers. Baldur Bittel, because it's through the Aveda of subservience. Tzayin, which is expressed by sheep, is That's how you break through the barriers that are presented by the creation. And that's how you reach the godly energy, which doesn't have any limitations, which is not either confined within the the parameters of creation. And you reach it greatly and even more greatly, two times greatly. That's how you reach true, a truly high, removed go- uh, level of godliness. And this is also expressed. Bizvi Chsidis touched up the psukim, and Chsidis also explains the psukim which Yaakov said, that love unchanged the conditions of my pay ten times. 
But it could also be seen in a positive way. As Yaakov Avidosed Mamshagiven Atzmus Rotsunamatzel, that Yaakov through his Aveda was able to reach all the way up to the essence of the one, of the will of the one that created, the one that generated the creation of the worlds, Amatzel, he reached higher than that, to the essence of the will which transcends the actual Matzel. And over there, there is no description. You can't define it in any way. It's beyond any kind of def- definition. And that's why his everything that was coming to him, all the blessings that were coming to him, were coming from such a place that is undefinable. And that's why it can evolve in so many different ways. And that's the positive aspect of what Yaakov was describing, that things changed every day. Why did it change every day? Because it was, I, was com- I was getting my blessing from a place where there is no definition. So every day or every period, it's in a different, it comes in a different way. That's the positive side of what it was. In other words, that he reached through his Aveda to a place of blessing which transcends any kind of definition, which means it transcends all of Ishtalshulus. Vav, kishem v'indra avayda from ben v'sinyone is mitavana v'asaga metzias. Just like in the avayda of a son, what's called a son, which means that you serve Hashem with your own intellect and understanding, with your own metzias and with your own talents, what you bring to the table. Moz erzayin the inin abitul kanal siv dalit. Just like they said before, that in the avayda of Ben, in other words, of studying Torah, it has to be preceded, it has to be on a foundation of Bittl. The same could be, is true also in the, to the conversely. As in the Aveda von Tzayin, was Ikri is Bittl, that in the Aveda which we call Tzayin, which the main fi- feature of that Aveda is subservience, submission. Muzayin de Pe'ulas fun alokeches anefes in your Aveda of Bittl also has to include every part of you. It's not just, you know, I'm just in a state of Bittl and nothing works. No, to the contrary. You have to use your Bittl. You have to use every part of who you are in the practice of that Bittl. Because to the contrary, mit Bittl the shiflus alayim with subservience and feeling uh, lowly with that alone, that's not how you fight off the concealment of the world. But rather, you have to practice that which is told to us right at the beginning of Shulchan Aruch and the Torah and Shulchan Aruch. You have to be as kanomer, firm like a leopard, strong like a leopard, giver kari, mighty like a lion, and so on. As with Afnutzen de Midas Azus, 
that you have to be able to use your ability to be firm and, and uh, in your face and not to be tamed not to be embarrassed ashamed from people that make fun of us for that you need strength and you have to have that ability to be able to overpower the like a, like a warrior that is able to overpower his enemy to overpower him and to throw him down you know throw him down to the ground and so on in other words to gain dominance over the Yitzhahara you need strength for that that you don't do through Bittl but when you do this you have to also make sure that the reason you're firm and the reason that you're fighting and that you're strong in your opinion is because it comes from a place of Bittl because you're so completely subservient to the will of Hashem that you carry out that subservience with every strength that you need in order to carry it out. Because if the, the, the azus, the strength and so on that you display comes because you want it to be that way, if it's just expressing your will rather than Hashem's will, is nice of them. So in addition to that, that when you go to war you do battle with your own abilities with what you bring to bear what you have your talents and your strength you're never certain who's going to win this uh, battle it's only you when you're up against uh, an enemy you don't know who's stronger you or the enemy Mrs. Meglach has the hut because it's possible that the enemy that you're fighting against the Yitzhahari you're fighting against has more chutzpah than you do he has more determination than you do so you never know if you're just going with your own talents who knows who's going to win but in addition to that is this just the fact that you're displaying your personal your will through your strength that in itself goes against the, is, comes from a place which is the opposite of holiness therefore that kind of behavior cannot be the proper siyua, the proper help how could that be the proper response to those who make fun of you and your Torah mitzvahs to bring to bear your yeshus, your importance that isn't a holy a holy activity so how could that be helpful in defeating the people that make fun of Torah mitzvahs it's only when he conducts himself with this determination because that's what the Torah wants you to do not because that's what you how could anybody say something that I don't agree with that is the opposite of Kedusha. But when the, you are representing Torah, and you truly are, you're stating the opinion of Torah, and somebody wants to talk against Torah, against Hashem, then you become firm and determined not to allow it to happen. Then your determination and strength will be able to overpower those who oppose you. And one could say, that this is also the inner reason, was the tour, 
that the Shulchan Aruch, the first version of Shulchan Aruch, and also the Alter Rebbe Shulchan, and also the Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, breaks the name from the Balamaimer, also quotes who said this, that one should be strong like a leopard and uh, powerful like a lion and so on, that it was said by who? Yehuda ben Tema. Why is it important to us to know that Yehuda ben Tema said this? This comes to allude to us, at least give us a hint. As the Hayra from Askanomer is an Hager Uya Venzikumt from Yehuda ben Taima. That to be firm like a leopard, that is only appropriate if it comes from being Yehuda ben Taima. Yehuda Yehuda means the word Yehuda brings to mind Haida, which means acceptance. The Avaida from Haida, Bittel, your acceptance and Bittel, that's what the Yehuda means. It, when it's built on the foundation of acceptance and bittel, acceptance and bittel to Hashem, and that's where the strength comes from, then it's appropriate. And then, in addition to that, it's not enough that just at the beginning, at the beginning when you start your day, you remember that it's all done for Hashem, and only when He needs it, and so on. It's not enough that it's just the beginning. Nor the Yehuda Davzayim Ben but that this Yehuda, this Acceptance has to be also ben tema, which means the bittel of zayin nochanan daroizog has to be constantly expressed. Ben tema means to say, to express. So this bittel has to be constantly expressed in your activities, in your behavior all day. In daranogufen askanomir, it has to be constantly recognizable in why you are so firm and so determined, because it comes from Yehuda. And the reason that it's so important that it should be constantly recognized in your firmness that it comes from acceptance is because when a person is in a state of that kind of firmness and determination, it's very easy to step over the line and just to be angry and just to be stubborn and just to want your way. That's very easy. It's a thin wall between determination which comes from uh, you know, acceptance of Hashem's will when, and to step over into your own yeshes and azas. I want to be stubborn because how does he have the chutzpah to speak uh, differently than me? That's why it has to be Ben Tema constantly recognized that this comes from acceptance of Hashem's will. Zion. And that is the explanation of the details as the discussion of Yaakov's sheep are, um, are told in the Torah. Even though primarily his wealth came from Tzayin or his Aveda came from Bittel, but that wasn't enough for Yaakov. But he also included, as we said before, that bitl is not enough to be able to defeat the world. You have to have all kinds of tools in order to be able to elevate the world. So we had all those things too, with servants and slaves and, and uh, donkeys and so on. Because in order to properly be able to carry out the work of refining the world, especially when it comes 
after Lavan Yaakov had to deal with the elevating ace of himself. In order for that, you need every tools and you need every tool in the arsenal. You need every type of Aveda. Which are alluded to in, you know, servants is one kind of Aveda and donkeys is another kind of Aveda and so on. Nor in them, but there were two things that had to be made, you have to make sure about two things. Number one, the Agdolus Rechush mit the Protim Nesavimus Yaakov Kenegivem mit mit undurg dem umbait from them saying all of these additional tools that he acquired all came on the foundation of his sheep they all came from the sheep they were not as a separate thing you know he's uh, diversified in all kinds of businesses no everything came from the sheep which means all the Aveda that he does has to be on the foundation of Bittl that's why it all was bought with Tzayn base another thing even after that even after he was involved already in all kinds of uh, Aveda all the different types of Aveda he didn't sell off all his sheep and buy other investments to the country even then his sheep remained his main asset because even when somebody is involved in dealing with and fighting off the concealments of the world as we talked about which needs your determination and strength and so on still the foundation of everything has to remain bittle, has to be the sheep and therefore even though he, he did also venture into other areas of types of Aveda but everything has to be founded on the bittle, and that's why the sheep remain the central asset that Yaakov had and that also explains why when Yaakov was sending the message to Esav why wasn't sheep the first one mentioned but rather in the middle of it all even though that was his main asset so why didn't he list it first the reason is when Yaakov said I have oxen and donkeys and then he said the sheep and so on he wanted to mention those things the merits that would would be able to help him and stand at, at his side in order to help him defeat Esau by <coughs> mentioning those things he was saying I have all kinds of tools to be able to deal with you and if he mentioned that then Esau would be scared off to try to do what Esau had originally planned that's why over there he didn't mention first his sheep because sheep expresses a subservience a submission and that's not how you talk to Esau because in order to be able to frighten Esau 
What he has to hear is that Yaakov has determination and that Yaakov is not afraid and that Yaakov doesn't feel he doesn't submit to Esav. He doesn't feel that Esav has some something over him. It's true. He has to know that Yaakov, that Yaakov also has submission and subservience. Bittel. And that's why when he comes with firmness and strength, it's not because he is coming with strength. It comes on the foundation of Bittl. He comes with Hashem's strength. Nor is It comes from a holy place. But Esav doesn't get scared from subservience and Bittl. The way you talk to Esav is that you have to bring determination to him. And that's why when sending a message to Esau, Yaakov first mentioned, I have all kinds of tools in my arsenal. It's not just Bittle. But this is only true for what the, an enemy needs to be aware of. That's what they have to be able to hear. But for yourself, you always have to remember the truth. As the toikiv is a tetzel from bittel, that any strength that you have comes from your bittel. The other to the contrary, the dafka. The main asset that a yid has is his bittel to Hashem. Sometimes you have to let an enemy know that we have other things too, but for ourselves we always know that it's all about bittel. Tess. the ein from kolanal What is the simple lesson? in our generation from all of this a, per, a yid has to have that seder, that avayda of going out to go out and illuminate the world but first you have to have the preparation for this you have to sit and learn you have to have limited you have to have spent time in yeshiva. But you have to get to where you can truly flourish and truly greatly flourish to fill the world and to conquer the world. You have to be able to go out of the yeshiva and into the world and to illuminate the world. That's where you have to be. And even more so, in our days, which is the heels on the heels of Mashiach, just before the revelation of Mashiach, is the The main avayda is in doing, in accomplishing. Whereas in the time of the Shas, in the time of the Mishnah and Gemara, when this is given in Talmud Torah, where then the main avayda was in the study of Torah. As we see from the Psag Din Shukhanorach, the ruling in Shukhanorach, that in our day and age there is no such thing as somebody whose main preoccupation is Torah. The Darg of which was the truth about Rabshim and his friends and his colleagues. Their main preoccupation was Torah, but today there is no such thing anymore. 
not even by a minority of the Yidden who could say that their main preoccupation is Torah. Because today, the most important part of Aveda is going out there and doing and accomplishing and transforming the world. Or Maisat Staka. Today, Staka is our main focus. That's where we can do our best. Especially in our generation, that this this work that we do to go find a yid that is uh, that is straying in darkness, in the darkness of golos, and to bring them back to the place of light from their mitzvah the light that is shed by Torah and mitzvahs, in a moment to machen von amaoritz alamden is not so much the way to do it is not to take a, an unlearned person and make him into a scholar that's not how you uh, most that for the most part that's not how you accomplish it for na klener alamden aggressor or to take a, a small scholar and make him into a big scholar those are things which are done within the arena of Torah or for na mekul bemitzvah yerushimayim etachlis or not even to take somebody who is not as dedicated to the performance of mitzvahs and make him into somebody that is strongly dedicated to mitzvahs. Nor in the minyu for not solus and fashus mamish. We're not talking about about relativity here. Make a, a somebody who is only semi dedicated to Torah mitzvahs and bring him into a higher level. That's relative. We're talking about saving people from death, from spiritual death. They're completely removed from Torah Mitzvahs and we have to bring them back to Torah Mitzvahs there are lives to be saved you saved the life of a Jew and of his, all of his descendants until, all, until the end of time as his own blind that they should remain Jews and to conduct their lives at least in the area of doing what's right even if they don't understand yet why but at least to begin by doing everything that's right and to conduct their lives as Yidin Yud and then another point about this for this kind of work to be majorly very successful it has to be done the person doing it has to do it out of submission we do it because we want to fulfill the mission that Hashem has given us to illuminate the darkness of Golos and when you do the Aveda out of that kind of submission so then it's not limited by am I in the mood of it is it within my nature to do something like that you're not limited by that because it makes no if you're doing it because the Abish is sending you to do it then does it make a difference where he sends you in every situation and in every place where divine providence sends you, leads you, guides you, as by Yedin Sug Yidin Midvelcha Kumtim Fabindum, and any kind, any category of Yid in which you become, you are, you're in contact with, he puts himself into it with all of his energies and with all of its talent, 
and with all of his uh, determination to bring many students bring up many students and through this you can do it without any limitation and then your success will be similar to what is written about Yaakov that he flourished greatly and more greatly and that's only because it's based on Bittel. It's based on because Hashem wants us to do this. And if it's you who wants to do it, so then you do whatever you know, you're in the mood of. Whatever you're comfortable with. But if you do it because Hashem sends you, then what's the difference where He sent you? What's the difference to whom He sent you? What's the difference how you need to do it? All of it has to be done equally and with all, with all the energy you have. And when you go with this, this approach, that you're there because you need to fulfill Hashem's mission, then you will have success with all kinds of different people. As Yaakov said, and if he says speckled, you're able to deal with speckled. And if he said spotted, then you're able to do with spotted, and so on. And all of the sheep gave birth to those kinds of sheep. In other words, whatever the situation is, it will all give birth. It will all have good product. All of the students under your influence will grow up proper the way they should. Even more, as it says about Rashi says about Yaakov's sheep that they multiplied they procreated much more than ordinary sheep so you'll, not only will they all be successful but there will be much many more it will produce many more uh, students on Sizmitas Shleiman that they all come out perfect that there will be no let's call it missteps amongst your son, children, and students. And those great su yedin idin and ali idin and this prepares every yid and all yidin to the gula amidst of Hashem to the complete and perfect redemption. Because by them gula that kain ein idin is by mengolus that by this gula not even one Jew will be left behind. And their yid v'atem to look to le'echad echad be the yid as the prophecy says you will be gathered up one by one B'nai Yisrael, O Jewish people each individual will be collected and will be a great multitude that will return to Yisrael speedily in our days